welcome into the Gridiron Gamers podcast for week six of the fantasy football season. I'm your self-appointed host, the Boston Tea Party. Oh, what a great week of football that was. The Pats beat the Jets to get into first place in the AFC East, and it also sent the Jets into the basement of the AFC East. And then I went in Gridiron and Bush League, which catapulted me into first place in both league standings. So, uh, you know what that means. Come, bow before your king. Bow, your shits. <laughs> and now let's move on to the week six recap. Alrighty, so first up, uh, no Tiger could stop the Boston Tea Party as I stopped Kyle. I had the highest score of the week, thanks to Melvin Gordon, Ingram, and Gronk all going off. Even though our Lord and Savior Matthew Stafford threw three picks, he's still at 18 points this week. And that's why he's our Lord and Savior, after all. Uh, meanwhile, Kyle got good days of Howard and the Rams Tea. Unfortunately, though, uh, Rogers broke his collarbone, and he's likely done for the year. Uh, let's all take a minute to press F to pay our respects to A.A. Ron. Ah, shit, you know, I've been having to play sad music on this podcast way too often. Fucking injuries suck. Next up. Crowdier didn't whine as Romano beat John to get off his losing streak. Romano was led to victory mainly on the backs of Fournette, Larry, and Wentz. Those three put up huge games, uh, which let the rest of his team absolutely take a shit on the stat sheet. Uh, meanwhile, John put up his lowest score of the week. Apparently starting Buck Allen, Gilly, and Tevin Coleman as your running backs doesn't work out every week. Huh, who would have thought that? Uh, anyway, uh, Brady was also John's only player to reach double digits points this week, and even he didn't have a great week. Uh, and now that Jordy doesn't have Rodgers, uh, will John's team be able to survive? I guess time will tell. Uh, for now, I just want to thank Romano for beating John so that I can retake first place in the standings. Next, we found out that the Brits have no mojo, as Nick beat Suggett. Nick had good but not great performances for most of his team, well, minus Cooper, of course, uh, which got him the win. Uh, plus, the Ravens D also uh, put up 24. Uh, although, I have to say it was less of Nick winning this matchup and more Suggett losing it. Suggett started Paul Perkins this week, despite Perkins not being activated. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Uh, he also has Snead, Bennett, and Bryant combined for a total of six points. Suggett, listen, I highly recommend going for the tank, uh, so just trade me Mike Evans, man. Up next, Scotty knew enough to keep Rivers from climaxing, as Scott beat Mackey. Scott won this week, uh, all thanks to the Texans D, Antonio Brown, and Kirk. You like that? You like that? Uh, and in spite of Njoku, Michael Thomas, and CJ Anderson, who combined for a grand total of 2.8 points. Uh, Mackey seemed to shit the bed all around, uh, with Bray and K-Hunt being the only two players to break double digits. Uh, Winston also got hurt from this game, but uh, apparently he's expected to play through it. Uh, so he doesn't get any side music. Only Mackey's rage. Last up, uh, Mr. Rogers wasn't saved by the bell, as Mike beat Dosky in the closest matchup of the week. And uh, I say closest, but it's still a 9-point win. Just that every other game this week was a blowout. Like, I'm talking like 30-plus point wins. 
Uh, Mike won thanks to Bell. And his waiver wire pickups, Watson, McKinnon, and Chris Thompson. Seriously, Willis has the best waiver pickups in the league, and it's not even close. Doski had a decent week this week, uh, with J.J. Nelson being the only player to shit the bed. It's just that everyone else on his team played okay, he, and he didn't have any uh, real standout players. Uh, he also started J.J. Nelson over Sanders. And, like, I know Sanders got hurt that game, but really, Doski? Come on. Like, I still don't think he would have won, but, like, come on. Alrighty, so last week I took myself, John, Nick, Scott, and Mike to win. Which means I went 4-1 on the week, uh, moving me up to 23-7 and on the season. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Alright, moving on to player movement. Uh, there are no trades uh, so far this week. Again. Everything's for sale, my friend. Think you can barter with me like one of those damned shopkeepers? Uh, I'm just still waiting on Nick to send me an offer for Marshawn. Let's go, bud. Uh, looking uh, now to the trade tracker, uh, Dosky is now winning the Hyde Bryan trade, uh, 21 to 11. But Bryan did have a buy this week, so that's kind of a little skewed right now, I guess. Uh, another big bit of player news is that Dosky dropped Odell Beckham Jr. because I guess Re Dosky is retarded this year. Perhaps even better than that is that uh, neither John or Saga picked him up. Fucking idiots. So now Nick has Odell as a third round keeper next year. Shit. If I knew our league was going to be this stupid this year, I wouldn't have burned my waiver priority so goddamn early this year. God damn it! Okay, now I want to move on to a new segment since we're heading into week 7, uh, which marks the halfway point of the fantasy football regular season. Uh, so let's take a look at the standings uh, and just keep our eye on uh, the current playoff projections. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? So right now, I'm alone at first at 5-1, and one, meaning I would get uh, the first buy right now. John, Mackie, Nick, and Willis are all at 4-2, and two, uh, but John has the tiebreaker in that mess, uh, so that would mean he'd get the second bye, and Nick and Willis would be playing each other. Mackie would take on Scott, who's sitting at 3-3, three and three, all by himself right now. So those would be the six teams right now, me, John, Mackie, Nick, Willis, and Scott. Uh, on the outside looking in are Kyle and Romano, both sitting at 2-4, and four, and then uh, Dosky and Suggett are bringing up the rear at 1-5. and five. Now, I know there's still seven weeks left, so... Anything can happen here. Uh, but uh, I don't see the playoff teams changing around too much. Uh, Kyle losing Rodgers hurts big time for him. And uh, I don't know if he has the running backs now to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, Saga's team keeps dying and he doesn't care at all. So pretty soon he's going to be starting Morris and nobody. Uh, Dosky has decent starters. But uh, right now he's two games off the playoff spot. And if he has another starter gets an injury, he's done. I give Romano the best uh, chance. Uh, Romano's playoff chances uh, live and die on back of Adrian Peterson. If AP can replace about 60% of DJ, then he's got a shot. If uh, Peterson goes back to his New Orleans form, uh, Romano's just done. Really, it should be interesting to see how it all plays out uh, over the next couple of weeks. As we get closer to the end of the season, I'll start letting you guys know who's uh, close to clinching and like how many more wins they would need to clinch. Uh, but that might not be for a while. Like, I'm in first right now, and I still need to win four of my next seven to clinch. So, uh, it's going to be a while before we have any, uh, playoff spots clinched. I said clinch a lot there. Clinch your assholes. No, it's clench. Clench your asshole. Ah, oh, whatever. Let's just move on to the projections for week seven.
First, it's the Battle of the Meriton Boys, as I face off against Mike. Our Lord and Savior, Matthew Stafford, uh, has a bye this week, uh, because on the seventh week, he rested. Uh, so I'm going to have to summon Cam at Chicago, which uh, hopefully goes well. Uh, I've also got uh, tough matchups for uh, all my running backs, with uh, Ingram at Buffalo and Gordon against Denver. Meanwhile, Mike has Wasson on bye, which is fortunate for me. Uh, but he's going to get the early start with Carr, Kelsey, Bukake, and uh, Scotty's favorite, the Chiefs D, playing on Thursday night. Let's hope all the scoring for uh, Thursday night is done by either Marshawn or K Hunt uh, for my Bush League team. Uh, he's also got TY at Jacksonville, which is going to be tough, but uh, that kind of evens out with Cooks against Atlanta. Uh, I would take myself in a low scoring matchup, but Mike still has Bell, who's going to put up about 20 points minimum. So uh, I'm going to take Mike to win this match. Next up features a couple of basement dwellers taking on each other as Dosky uh, takes on Kyle. Dosky has a couple of good matchups this week with Wilson taking on the Giants, Hyde against Dallas's defense, and the Jai against the Jets. Uh, but he's also starting Montgomery and Adams on a Rogerless Packers team, so that's going to hurt him. Uh, on the other side, Kyle has uh, Alex Smith at Oakland, Julio at New England, and Hogan, who, uh, which are all good plays. Uh, then he has Darkwa, Howard against Carolina, and Keenan against Denver. Yeah, that's going to be tough for him. Uh, wow. I don't know if either team is going to win this. It's just going to be a matter of uh, who loses it worse. Uh, eh, I'll take Dosky. Okay, now we got a DMS matchup as Nick takes on Romano. Nick has Matty Ice against the Patriots, uh, who's going to do well for 28 minutes and 3 seconds of this game. Uh, his running back should also do well, uh, but his receivers are hurting, literally in Thomas' case. Uh, meanwhile, Romano has Crab and Hill playing Thursday, which is either going to be really good or really bad. Fournette is a demigod, which is uh, about the only thing Romano's team has going for it right now. Uh, so I'm going to take Nick to win. Next up is Scott against Derek. Really, the matchups don't matter on this one. I'm going to take Scott to win, and I'm going to continue to take Dare to lose every week until he benches Paul Perkins. Last up is Mackey taking on John. Uh, this matchup features two 4-2 teams, uh, with with one team only having running backs and the other team only having wide receivers. Uh, Mackey's currently streaming golf against Zona in London. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Uh, but to compensate for that, uh, all three of his top running backs uh, have good matchups this week. Meanwhile, John's rolling out his Patriots favorites against Atlanta. The odds of all those players paying off is about 20 to 3. Uh, he also has Jordy at New Orleans, which uh, could have been good before Rodgers was killed. And he also got Hopkins on a bye. Uh, I'm going to take Mackey to win this one, even though NFL.com still has Zeke listed as suspended. Fucking idiots. Okay, so to recap all that, I'm taking Mike, Dosky, Nick, Scott, and Mackey to win. Okay, so thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Gridiron Gamers Podcast. Uh, as I said before, Week 7 marks the halfway point of the fantasy football regular season, so it's time to make your playoff push. Uh, unless if you're stuck it. Uh, until next time. Gentlemen! Suck my dick.
fudge with that. Oh, and his waiver wire. And uh, okay, so I'm recording this uh, in the fly room in my lab up at Brock, and uh, all the lights just went out randomly. Like, uh, there's still a couple lights over by the microscopes, but, uh, yeah, the lights just turned off by themselves. I can't find a switch anywhere, and, like, they're not motion activated or anything, so, uh, yeah, don't know what's going on. It's getting pretty spooky. Too spooky for me. This matchup features four tuned. Four tuned. Oh, goddamn, I'm tired. This week also features, uh, Super Bowl 51 rematch. Uh, the Atlanta coming up to play New England. And I suppose it's my duty to remind you guys that uh, Atlanta blew a 20-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Atlanta blew a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl with 17 minutes remaining in the game. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. Your mother was a dumb whore with a fat ass. Did you know that? <laughs>